The following is a fourth-hand production. For decades, NASA's led the planet in space exploration and extraplanetary technology. Ever since we beat the Soviet Union to the moon in 1969, we have... Blah, blah, blah. You know the lie. Now, time to learn the truth. With roots going back to the Thule Society and the ingenuity of the Nazi scientists, as well as a sprinkling of knowledge and guidance from aliens... The Americans, the Soviets, and others have been part of a secret cooperative space program. The moon landing was fake, but not because we couldn't get there, no, because we were already there. Our secret space program has several large fleets of crafts capable of interstellar travel. They go by names like Space Warden, Dark Fleet, and Global Galactic League of Nations. Think Battlestar Galactica, but less Edward James Olmos. Thanks to the work of whistleblowers and hackers, we can finally uncover the truth and expose the lies of NASA and governments around the world. Well, that or we're all in for a good laugh. Next on Hysteria 51, join us as we boldly go where some people might or might not have gone before. I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never made the Kessel Run, but if we did, we're sure we could do it in less than 12 parsecs. This is Hysteria 51. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your captain on this intergalactic journey to nowhere. I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. Shut up, Wesley! My name is John Goforth. Alongside is my co-captain, Mr. Brent Han Solo Hand. Thanks, John. You know, I always saw myself as more of a, a Malcolm Reynolds, but we can go Han Solo. That's fine. And, you know, while I do love Star Trek and Star Wars, this week's topic isn't a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, nor is it the distant future. We're talking a place above our heads right now, John. How in the world do you think we get into bed with the Dracos in the first place? In case you're wondering at home who the Dracos are, they're those silly reptilians that love having sex and then eating little kids. Our base in the Oort cloud didn't build itself, is what I'm getting at. I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. John, I think Brent might be the one overheating this time. Seabot, for once, I think you might be right here. Wow. <laughs> That other voice you're hearing is the one and only conspiracy bot. Seabot is the robot Brent created in his lab to research, edit, and do most of the legwork on this show. Unfortunately, he mostly just drinks while looking at toasters online and listening to Elvis. The King, baby. All right, you two might not be woke just yet to everything going on with the secret space program. I understand. You know, I'll give you a bye there. But it does raise another good question. Star Trek or Star Wars? Which side are you on, John? Which side? While I love Star Wars, love the, I mean, the Star Wars movies are great. Can't wait for the next one this Christmas. I'm a Star Trek guy. Set phasers to lame. I, I like, I'm a, I'm a next generation fan, 
but it's all wordy. It's all diplomacy. There's no action. I want to see some actual space battles, not just wordplay. So it's got its place. But in my mind, Star Wars is the triumphant. No. Are you serious? No. What do you mean? No. Of course I'm serious. Yeah. Like there's a place for each. But if I'm just going to sit down and watch something for fun, I'm going to watch. <laughs> Here's the thing. The new Star Trek remakes are trying to be more like Star Wars. They're actually adding in all the fight scenes. What does they're that adding, mean? They're adding in all the fight scenes and shit like that. None of that shit was in the original or especially in the next generation. Because they the didn't need to. They just blow you out of the sky. The next generation just relied on Patrick Stewart being an amazing actor. And they're like, you know, I think we can write a show around that. <laughs> that and Worf getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> the NC... Uh, the 1701 D NC17 is that what you're going to say? <laughs> the the 1701D would just blow pretty much any Star Wars ship Wait, out what, of the what's sky. Wait, what's that? What's that? Oh, it was a space station. It it blew us up. No, were they going to beam themselves out of her? No, no. 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 No, the no. Fi- I'm, I'm saying the, the firepower Guys, I'll settle this. The obvious answer is Star Trek. It has the best good guys. The Federation? The crew on the Enterprise? I mean, what are you talking about? No dumbass. The Borg. You'll soon be assimilated, too. Resistance is futile. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The the, the robot tie-in. Yep, I, I, I see get it. Stamp, I yeah. get it. And with that, let's get into it. All right. So let's tell the story of the secret. I guess it's not that secret because we're talking about it, but the secret space program. And it doesn't just start. Now, it's been going on for a while. Many people think the accepted story of NASA and our space exploration is a lie. And not that oh, we oh, can't. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Never a straight answer. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> not that we can't do it, as so many tell. And not that the Earth is flat. Not that kind of lie. No, but the lie that we are stuck in a slow moving craft like they show us. So they're not saying that, that NASA can't do all these things. No. The lie is that, you know, the space shuttle is the pinnacle of technology and we've only been to the moon shackled by the speed of light and its propulsion limits. Those are the fucking lies. So NASA is like, they're saying that NASA is like the, uh, the Pinto. Uh, uh, of the world and that, that we've actually got the lamborghini That's going me. on behind closed doors yeah you dumb bastards <laughs> you idiots. all lies and guess where this all starts john take a take a wild guess pedophiles <laughs> well kind of nazis well close enough <laughs> so the thule society which we've talked about in the past uh german occultists all the well, best i mean i was right germans, pedophiles you know? They believed in Ultima Thule, this lost landmass, and Z- Nazis were descendants from aliens. Then we're going to jump over Operation High Jump, our oh, first episode on. ever. Nazis made a base in Antarctica. Why does this? Why does this shit always? Because it all goes. Because it's true, John, and it all funnels together. Did they have altimeters? I I don't know if they had altimeters, but you know what they did have? Contact with the Aryans. These Aryans weren't just German-bred super soldiers. They were fucking aliens. Aliens with flying saucers with swastikas on the side of them, John. I'm, I'm beside myself right now. It is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. We keep coming back to Operation Hijam. It's so funny. On a whim, I picked that as our first topic. You're like, I've never really heard of it. And I bet a quarter of all the topics we've done goes back to, well, there was this thing called Operation High Jump. 
We didn't even know. How little did we know that a, well, sh- a short year later. <laughs> do you think we can get Admiral Byrd on the show? Well, he's dead, so there's a good chance. Uh, you know, we got. We yeah, got that J- wasn't my question. <laughs> we got J.P. Doyle from Just Paranormal is going to be a guest here soon. Maybe we can get him to tune him in for us. Follow up question. Do we have a um, a laser thermometer for the wall to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? Let me check real quick. Uh, it says Outlook is hazy. So I'm not sure. Okay. No, no, we do have one of those thermometers. Thank you very much. I bought that from Amazon. So if he is here and he wants to make the temperature drop. <laughs> Wait, hold, hold on. Know. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm, I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71, 71.1, 71.2. Admiral Bird is here. Turns I out. think that's, it turns out that works out. That passes my smell. Test. Great job. So we're talking about this shit. Nazis. What is they, Ultima Thule? Not Ultima Thule was the, the I mean I remember the, the video lost, game Ultima the lost landmass that they thought that these these the Thule Society there was this landmass that might have been like Atlantis or something like that that the Aryans these pure blooded people came from and it was destroyed it's no longer there and they were the descendants of those people so the the Thule Society wanted to bring back that 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 so this pure is that, blood this line. is just that bullshit that. Nazis that Hitler Nazis. came up with and yeah. So Operation I Jump, they they go down there, they have flying saucers, shit like that. I mean, the, I mean the truth that uh, that they were coming up with. Exactly. It didn't all pan out though. Boom, war's over. But that's what they want you to think. The Nazis were still banging away, and then Project Paperclip comes, and Project Paperclip, which is a great book, go read it was a mad grab of Nazi scientists by the U.S. and the USSR. It's 100% true. Now, this is a real thing. Yeah, no. The, the war's over, and they go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try all these Nazis. Where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, right? Yeah, exactly. We're going to try all these Nazis, except for these ones, because these ones are pretty smart. Um, I think I'm going to give them a buy, and we're going to bring them over here and... Uh, we're going to just inject them into our war machine. And the Russians, uh, being Russians, were like, hey, uh, not so fast. Uh, we're going to take some of them here. And we're like, well, and they lined up like a big dodgeball game with all the Nazis in the middle. And then they ran in the middle and whoever grabbed them first got them. And it turns out that uh, we grabbed Werner von Braun. Yeah, Werner von Braun, Nazi poster boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He wasn't a Nazi poster boy. He says, no, no, I just going along with it. Sure, I used Jews for slave labor and killed them. But, you know, I didn't know any better. So, you know, I get a buy on that. Nazi rocket scientist. No, no, Brent, Brent, you're 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 being unkind. He 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 didn't mean to kill all those Jews. No, he didn't know what was going on. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, losing, in, you're losing a lot of weight. Why, why is that? <laughs> I don't they, know. I, just, I mean, accidents happen. Yeah, yeah you know, they do. I, a, a lot of things get forgiven when you're creating massive rockets. A lot of things ro- get forgiven when, when, you're, you're, when, when you're creating you're, massive rockets. You made the V2 for the, and we go, holy shit, we can use that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. I know. It, it, for the... For the <laughs> The war machine. <laughs> so we take the V2, which was the rockets they were going to you know, destroy God, us with. We're kind of angry today, aren't well, we? <laughs> well, they did try to you know, destroy the world. But <laughs> so we decided yeah, to I, take, guess, I guess we should kind of be angry with the Nazis. I would hope so. So we take the V2, and that becomes the Saturn V. So 
We're taking a rocket and instead of strapping a warhead on the front of it, we're strapping a pod with a whole bunch of people in it. We're blasting them off into space. Space becomes the prize, John. In between, we did strap a few monkeys to the front, too. Well, this is, you know, that's just the prize. I'm not saying, you know, you don't go after the prize right away. You learn. Baby steps. Monkeys, a lot of monkeys and baby steps. <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> He's got a soft spot for monkeys. He watched Planet of the Apes and he can kind of get along with them, you know. We're in a race to get to the moon with the USSR. And in 1969, finally we land there. Wait, I'm just kidding. We did not land on the moon, but not for the reasons you're thinking, John. We didn't land because it was already occupied by us and by them. So it's not that we didn't land. It was more like, more like you're you're trying to fly into Toledo. I need to put you in a holding pattern the next two and a half hours. Yeah. There's no room. There's no room in runway two. Yeah, Farmer. exactly. Um, there's no room. Can can you just go ahead and do a flyby? That negative goes right of the pattern is full. The pattern is full. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said by us and them. Now that's not the them as in the USSR. The proverbial them, the aliens. Which ones? All sorts. Where does this story go off the rails? Uh, when well, it started. We already told you about the Thule Society, Aaron's of the Hollow Earth. But what about the Venusians? Say it with me now. Venusians. Enter Valiant Thor. You ever heard of him, John? Or is this a new thing for you? Uh, no, man. I, I saw Thor. <laughs> He was quite valiant, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't enjoy the standalone movies. I, I I enjoyed. I enjoyed him when he was part of the other Marvel movies. Yeah, he's not a standalone. I'm guy. looking. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, um, it should be good. But that's because the Hulk's in it. You know, yeah, so. and, and why was he not in the 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 last uh, the last? Why isn't he in all the movies? It's stupid. I yeah, it, it made me angry. I'm gonna paint you a picture, John. 8 a.m., March 16th, 1957. Valiant Thor arrived in a ship, landed in Alexandria, Virginia, in an agricultural field. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. An agricultural field? Yeah. Non, nondescript there. As, a, as opposed to those <laughs> what, other fields? Well, I mean, agricultural, I mean, it could have been a, a, a field of flowers that were, you know, wild. Uh, I appreciate the descriptor. You're welcome. Thor was about six feet tall and 185 pounds with brown wavy hair and brown eyes. And two police officers were the first on the scene and found him calm with only one request to meet President Eisenhower. <laughs> Take me to your leader. And he can thought transfer and make people do what he wants. So these people were like, all right. And as you know, in 1957, you can just be two beat cops and be like, hey, uh, we need to go see the president. We got a guy. And they're like, okay, well, can I pitch you in for two o'clock? All right, that works. <laughs> so they take hey, him. See, see, he wants to, he wants to meet the president. See? All right. Let's, let's take him to the president. All right. <laughs> That's how I talk, saying, yeah, yeah. So, so Valiant Thor starts talking like that now. <laughs> So they take him to the Pentagon, where he's met with the Secretary of Defense, and but, later... But why would they take him to the Pentagon if he wanted to Because you don't the get pres- straight to the fucking president. You go to the Pentagon first. Well, if he can thought transfer... He was probably at the Pentagon. Do you think about that? Let's be let's be serious here, John, for a minute. Well, if the, why We're talking the, about the secret space program. Why would the president be at the Pentagon? Why the fuck wouldn't the president be at the Pentagon? Because he should be at the White House. So he met with the Secretary of Defense... And then later with Eisenhower, Nixon, and all the Joint Chiefs at the Pentagon, because that's where they were. Dulles. Just, we're throwing out names here? No, Dulles. That was the one he, the 
Secretary of Defense, I think. So Valiant Thor remained in the United States for three years. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this bastard. He's impossibly handsome, they said. No human could be that handsome. Slightly purple skin. Skin soft, and this is how they, they said it, like a woman or a baby. I never forget a pussy. Cat. He had been sent to Earth by his high council to intervene on behalf of the intergalactic community. And they were worried with our nuclear capabilities and how nuclear warfare could lead to the obliteration of the human race, which was bad for them and bad for us. What do you think, John? It so, sounds like uh, an alien to me, right? I, uh, it turns out some photos were taken of Mr. Valiant Thor. Now, this is really interesting to me. These photos show a guy. There was a guy that, that, that they're saying was Valiant Thor in the background of a lot of photos for the years he was there that no one can actually say who he was. They can look at everyone else in the photos and go, well, that was Secretary of such and such, and this is Administer blah, 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 and this was Secretary blah, blah, blah. And there's this one guy who's all right looking lad. And they're like, no one has ever came forward and said, that's me. They can't pinpoint him. So obviously he's a fucking alien of the new scene. He is. That's from. He's Venus. a striking looking man too. Um, I'll tell you, I'm. And all the stories, all the stories that go with Valiant Thor are, are so perfect for the time period. I mean, he's, he's like, he's Cary Grant looking. He's, He's everything that, yeah, that I'm just here to he's, to, to, to have some fun. And he's help everything out. that time period would want, you know, square jaw, you know, just I am here to make peace and but a little little too purple. Turns out purple's okay. Don't be brown in fifty seven. Purple's okay. The <laughs> the purple came out later. No, so, purple didn't come out. He was purple the whole time. He had a uh, a unitard that he would wear under his clothes that kind of offset the purple a little bit. But he always had that shade. They said, it "Sounds like a fun a kind uni- of guy. like a unitard." Yeah, he wore. Oh no, absolutely. This is a big part of it. Yeah, no, like absolutely. They said he wore like this uniform underneath his earth closing that that was like uh um what was the cartoon with the Morgan oh no cartoon i don't know no the uh the the twins uh uh something something twins unite oh the wonder twins those are like the form of yeah you know iceberg shape of the monkey yeah yeah. (laughs) like that leak Yep. <laughs> Do you have like that? Did he have I that mean, uniform? I can't really tell say that it looked like that kind of unitard, but uh it was a unitard of some sort. It was a Was the, he the lost member of the Wonder Twins? It might have been. He was their third one. There was who were the Wonder Twins? What were their names? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we might be on topic <laughs> at this point. So he says he was given the following instructions when he came to Earth to mingle with and become as Earth people. To work and labor in Earth Enterprises. To help those who encounter possible threat or danger while striving for world peace. To give them advice and guidance. To entrust with superior knowledge those who have proven themselves. And divulge the essence of his mission to the collective national leaders of Earth only when the time was right. Guess what, John? That time hasn't been right yet because he's never informed us. What he did offer was peace on earth and to help us with all of our our problems and eisenhower's like let me think that over he didn't go yeah that sounds good let's let's go ahead with that 
goes in him and Nixon. Everyone has a little bit of a, a powwow and they come back. They're like, you know what? Uh, we're going to say no to that for now. We're going to, we're going to put that on the back burner. So most of the, most of the, uh, most of the photographs you can find of him, uh, were taken by one guy and that guy was invited, uh, to come meet him at the Pentagon. Telepathically, I think is what he said. No, no, he went to the Pentagon. And, no, I and mean, he was invited telepathically. <laughs> he went to the Pentagon and met him. Um, and and uh, when he when he had the chance to meet when he had the chance to meet him he he asked him why he was here and and he said I, I've been I've been sent here uh, from my home planet of of Venus where we live uh, underground uh, of course you don't live on Venus on the surface you got to uh, live underground you have to live underground uh, we we live underground and and we're we're much more advanced than you and um, uh, we 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 have much more advanced technology and we'd love to we'd love to cure disease here we'd love to to show you how to grow better crops and do all of these things and all of your leaders keep asking me about how to give us the weapon exactly give us the weapons that's all they keep asking we want about the weapons. and apparently while he was at the pentagon uh they <laughs> they kept locking him in a room yeah. and he could leave the room whenever he wants because yeah. they not couldn't. only could he leave he could also erase the minds of the people that were guarding him so they didn't even, like did he leave no 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 which really if you you delve into the story that's the most not that part but the whole Hey, we'll give you world peace. We want the weapon. That's the most realistic, I think, to everything that we said. <laughs> do, you, do you want? There was a movie with um in the eighties, and it had Belushi and it had John Ritter, and the whole thing was they're trying to meet these aliens, and you could either get the package or the weapon. And the package was like this package was going to save Earth because it was going to die in a few years, or the pa- the weapon was a weapon that could obliterate other planets and the USSR wanted the weapon and we wanted the package. It's hilarious movie. I forget what it's called, but uh, it, it's funny. It's a funny movie. Well, kind of the same thing. It, it, it Was it a biography? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, like, uh, but that's, that's basically the way the story goes, right? That we just kept asking for the other. Yeah. So eventually Valiant Thor decided to leave. I'm, I'm, I'm out now. Did he leave earth or did he just leave the Pentagon? That's up for speculation because his, his job wasn't exactly done, but he's here. He's gone. Some say, and all the while we're learning from him and other aliens because he's not the only alien that was on earth. Or maybe and, we just dissected him. Yeah, maybe we're also using their talk, their technology and keeping the populace in the dark. The whole thought is that the populace, us sheeple out here, we can't handle the knowledge of aliens, etc. So they lie to us. And they fake warring with the USSR all the while working with them jointly, as well as all the other world powers. It keeps us in the dark and it keeps us manageable while we have what we're going to find out later, these huge fleets of spacecraft and joint missions. Oh, oh, shit. There's one right there. I knew as soon as we talk about it, here they come. All for the common goal of expanding and exploring the galaxy, taking our seat in the cosmos and keeping the sheeple in the dark. It's you, you brought up Star Trek. You got to think about it like that. We were one of the last, uh, planets to come into the Federation and we're like, thanks. Sorry. Uh, we'll take over now. Thanks for keeping the seat warm. Hey, it's not really working for me where you got the, the, the capital. We're going to go ahead and put that in San Francisco on earth because it's a little yeah, closer. Yeah. yeah we're going to run this now. Thanks. I see that happening. The difference is we wouldn't follow the prime directive. 
<laughs> don't think we, like no we're gonna make our own thanks <laughs> thanks um but hey, you, you ferengi you, you guys look weird yeah, you, you're not allowed <laughs> so we're gonna go to break and we come back how are we doing this is there any proof and if there is proof who's running all this all these ships out there yep who's in charge we come back with more hysteria 51 i'm scared Brad. <laughs> That's what you should be. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever we love rosetta stone and we actually are users david you've really been using it even for longer than i what's your experience been like oh it's been great the thing is uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it so it's very high on pronunciation too so <laughs> you can you know learn how to speak and you know our show is all about proper pronunciation <laughs> in that pronunciation yeah that's right but it's it, they designed it for long term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally though, this is something that we use and we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term and uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now right now. Get now. started for Larry. Limited time is there 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off. How much? 50 percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rachete you're oh. 50 percent off <laughs> rachete <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text, 
delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, and you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Reptile wins. Reptilians. Every damn time, John. Every time. We're back! From space! You talk about Nazis, it's Nazis, it's reptilians, it's all and the pedophiles. same. They just, well, Nazi and reptilians are pedophiles. I don't know if the Nazis were known as pedophiles, but I'd like to think they were. Is anyone really going to call me out on that? No. Nope. Hey, I just want to, I want to point out to you <laughs> that, um, you were wrong in, in calling the Nazis pedophiles. I don't even know what voice I was doing, but that's the guy, <laughs> that's what they sound like in my mind. <laughs> right in. <laughs> right in, Nazi supporters. Right in. Okay, go ahead. I thought producer Lisa was going to step up for Nazis in the booth. <laughs> She's waving. Turns out she was just sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to have to kick her out for a second. <laughs> so we're talking, we're talking the secret space program. We were talking about back in the day, you know, uh, Valiant Thor come to Earth and the vestiges uh, yeah. of the secret space Let's program. Let's talk about what really is going on. And when you look up secret space program, you want to talk about it. Two names come up the most. Corey Good and Gary McKinnon. Let's start with Corey Good because Good is a good name for this guy. He's got some good fucking stories. And if you've got, I don't know, a weekend to burrow into a fucking thing, just start looking up uh videos of Corey Good talking about his exploits in space. And it will blow your mind. This dude's crazy. Corey says he was identified as an intuitive empath an IE as he calls it, and was recruited through one of the MI lab programs at the young age of six years old. So MILAB is a term coined for the military abduction of a person that indoctrinates and trains them for any number of military black ops programs. I mean, duh, right? You knew that. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> so that's our that's our Mr. Good. So uh Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Dr. Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer. Um <laughs> you know, someone who I don't have a ton of respect for, but keep well, going. No, he is he is a bastion of truth. <laughs> uh will tell you, you got that, the bass part of that. He right? doesn't he now he doesn't believe that that he's lying. But he believes that perhaps he was abducted when he was young, but not to go on on on. He was just abducted by the government and subjected to tests, but he didn't go anywhere, which is weird because Stephen Greer signs off on everything as alien. I could send him a jar of toenail clippings. He'd be like, these are obviously yeah. from an alien subculture. 
here on Earth. No, he just says that Corey Good was 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 abducted by like some some horrible government entity yeah. but but he won't sign off that Corey yeah. good was which part is of- weird like i said because he signs off on everything else as real so good says that he trained and served in the milab program from 1976 to 1986 or 87 he's not quite sure different accounts and towards the end of his time in my lab he was assigned to fill in ie support role that that whole you know intuitive for a rotating Is that internet explorer yes exactly exactly works about as well <laughs> role for a rotating earth delegate seat shared by the secret earth government groups in a human type et super federation council meaning he was assigned as the empath for the earth delegate seat he was going to be with them when they're meeting with these aliens. Is he so he's a precog? Yeah. Or he's Counselor Troy, one or the other. <laughs> I think he's more of a Counselor Troy. Okay. Like, fair I'm enough. getting the feeling that this is he watched a lot of Star Trek and goes, you know what, I am gonna that chick's kinda hot. I I wanna be her. But instead of having a you know, a surgery, he just started concocting his own stories. And have you have you ever watched interviews with this guy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he talks so matter of factly and Why just, do his jeans never fit? <laughs> I usually see him when he's sitting down, so I, I never really pay attention. They just never fit right. <laughs> so Good's intuitive empath abilities played an important role in communicating with or interfacing with non-terrestrial beings as part of one of the secret space programs. He says that he was there to bridge that gap so we can we can communicate. And so we, the government abduct children with properties that they can use and they teach them to work in these secret functions i gotta ask another question here i saw an interview with him we've all seen interviews with him i don't know if we all have but you and i have for sure (laughs) (laughs) he did he did uh he did a series of interviews um with this i forget the dude's name the guy from gaia the blonde haired guy yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> who who asked the hard the other Doctor Stephen uh, Greer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who asked the hard hitting questions? <laughs> like, tell me more. <laughs> and wow, I didn't know that. You're so intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last in the series of questions were were user generated questions, and <laughs> and and he's going through. He's going through his sheet of papers that were that were sent in, and 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 they're all hard hitting questions. Like, wow, you're so amazing. Could you tell me this? Um, why did you have to read the questions? <laughs> Look, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> why couldn't he just answer them? Right? So, like we said, they abduct these children. They could have just put them on the screen right? and he could have just answered them. Let me tell you. They they take children with these properties. They teach them to work in secret functions. Then they just let them go and tell the masses. Like, that's where I'm. Let's say he really did this. Then they go, all right, well. You no longer work here, so enjoy your life. Where are the checks and balances? Or is it the craziest of the story is the checks and balances? Like They're like, no one's going to believe you. Tell all the people you want. And one day, that's going to feed in the whole and in the whole disclosure that we're going to give them one well, day. And that's the other thing he was talking about. He, 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 one, of the, one, of, one of the user-fed questions was, um, why are you allowed to say all this? Why have you not been silenced? Mm-hmm. And his at least, aunt- at least Bob Lazar's got a backstory that kind of fits the whole thing, like, you know. Like, <laughs> right. he's like, yeah, you know, fuck it. And his answer was, "Well, there's an internal war mm-hmm. uh, inside the government uh, for disclosure and non-disclosure, and there's a certain side of the government that wants disclosure, and that's what's allowing him to speak." 
so if that's the truth, why has no one ever anywhere else said anything? I mean, others have said things. You got like that Canadian former government official that's like, yeah, we're in contact with, with, you know, multiple other species and shit like that. But where's the no, people that are like, what he said, I yeah, mean. where's the other people that like, I worked with Corey Good and stuff like that. No, but the stuff that Corey Good said, like, he ha- he makes very specific claims about very specific things. Well, let me tell you something, John. Maybe it'll clear up some of this. Please. You're asking, where is the evidence and could it be true? Enter Gary McKinnon. Gary McKinnon is a very interesting case because the Gary McKinnon case of at least what he did is 100% true and factual. He was a Scottish systems administrator and hacker who was accused in 2002 of perpetrating one of the biggest military computer hacks of all time. And like I said, this is legit. His hack is legit. That's exactly what I said. This His hack is legit. And McKenna says he was merely looking for evidence of free energy suppression and the cover-up of UFO activity and other technologies potentially useful to the public. He was looking for UFO shit. Where's the best way to do it? Hack NASA, hack the Pentagon, hack all over. For years, the U.S., demanded he be extradited for prosecution but the uk refused so what did he do that they demanded extradition well he was accused of hacking into 97 u.s military and nasa computers over a 13 month period between february of 2001 and march of 02 at his girlfriend's aunt's house in london using the name solo back to my middle name from the earlier part of the show U.S. So it's not just a clever name. Yeah, right. U.S. authorities stated he deleted critical files from operating systems. Uh oh. Well, who's that? It's, it's <laughs> Gary McKinnon. We're going to let him in. Don't worry about it. From operating systems, which shut down the United States Army's military district of Washington network of 2,000 computers for a 24 hour period. Not impressed. I do that every Tuesday. Did the ENIAC tell you about that? He remembers it fondly. Yeah, I figured so. So McKinnon also posted a notice on the military's website. Your security is crap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He just went and looked for empty passwords. Then after the September 11th attacks of 2001, he deleted weapons logs at the Earl Naval Weapons Station, rendering its network of 300 computers inoperable and paralyzing munitions supply deliveries for the U.S. Navy's Atlantic fleet. That's shitty. Yeah, so that's a problem. Yeah. It's one thing to go poking around for information. Yeah. It's another thing when you start paralyzing right. someone's – yeah. So he was also accused of copying data, account files, and passwords onto his own computer. And U.S. authorities stated the cost of tracking and correcting the problems was over $700,000. So it costs a lot of money. What did he actually do? Well, let's take it from his words. He admits – to your security is crap on the PC. He says, I went in there. I said, your security is crap. I logged in. He also admitted in many public statements that he obtained unauthorized access to computer systems in the United States, including those mentioned in those documents. But he's not saying that he was doing what they were saying because he says that was never his intent. He makes it sound like they're using that for the extradition so they can get him over here and fucking off the motherfucker. He states his motivation was to draw from a statement made before the Washington Press Club on May 9th of 2001 by the Disclosure Project and was to find evidence of UFO, anti-gravity technology, and the Wait, suppression that, of free that energy. That was Stephen Greer's thing. Yes, that was absolutely Stephen Greer, all of which he states have proven through his actions. He found proof for all of that doing what he did, he says. He states... 
that he was able to get into the military network simply by using a Perl script, which searched, as I said, for blank passwords. So in other words, his report suggested there were computers in these networks with default passwords active, and he just took took them over. And he, in an interview with the BBC, he also stated the Disclosure Project that there are some very credible, relied-upon people all saying yes – there is UFO technology, there's anti-gravity, there's free energy, and it's extraterrestrial in origin, and they've captured spacecraft and reverse-engineered it, all in just the shit that he found. And he said he investigated a NASA photographic expert's claim that at the Johnson Space Center Building 8, images were regularly cleaned of evidence of UFO craft and confirmed that comparing the raw originals with the process images. Here's where he fucked up. He says he was so in awe of looking at these fucking pictures that he never thought to hit print screen. Like, he didn't save them because he's like, oh, my God, here's the evidence. And then they were like, oh, shit, he's on the system, and he knocked him out. See, I have a, I have a problem with it. I have a big problem with this. because Is he, it that he used the word bedazzled? He was bedazzled by the photos? I have a problem with that, too. I'm guessing he probably <laughs> had a bedazzled jacket as well. <laughs> You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> he claims to have seen so much. Mm-hmm. He never once hit print screen on anything. They, they, I understand. I understand the first time you see the UFO, you, you forget to hit print screen. But the first time you, you read, oh, we have free energy. You don't hit print? Well, that's the, not... The, he did. He he didn't print the, the picture. He saved a lot of the information, which some of it I'll tell you about here in a second. They confiscated it all. So he lost it. Oh. He just didn't print the photos, like the photos. He, he said he found a document entitled... Non- but we don't have any of it. Well, it was taken, but he he released a lot of it, they say, uh, but it can't be it can't be proven true or not. This is why. He said he'd found in a document entitled Non-Terrestrial Officers. Had the ranks and names of unknown individuals. Unknown as in they don't show up in our military ranks. And the names of it, I, I like this, USSS ships whose names do not appear anywhere else. Not USS, like USS Navy. USS, like United States Spaceship. Ha <laughs> That's fucking awesome. All controlled by the Navy because it's our oldest faction of, you know, any of our arms forces. McKinnon said he also had sheets and tabs for material transfers for ships off world. Now you think like, well, why the fuck? Who the fuck are these people? If this is true. Now, a lot of people say that this could just be, you know, horse shit. He's lying or there could be normal explanations to this or. <laughs> This guy has absolutely found the smoking gun, and we're just looking at him. He is, he's an odd guy to listen to. He talks kind of weird, in a weird cadence. He does suffer from autism. He is just an, a, a very interesting individual to look into. Um, and he's got a hell of a story that at least some of it is true. He really did break into these computers. People, uh, people online, when you read about McKinnon, love to compare him to Snowden. The uh, problem is, the Snowden bi- was talking about you know normal shit. And he's talking about aliens. Well, no, no. The problem is Snowden did did one big thing different. You 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 cannot make allegations like this and mm-hmm. expect people to take you seriously unless you bring some sort of evidence to the table. Right. That's just the way it is. Yep. End of story. Sorry. So 
you look at this shit and you say, well, do we have some sort of, you know, naval fleet? Well, let's take a look at Trump. He just stated he wants to create a new branch of the armed forces, the Space Corps. Like, what do you do for a living? I'm a space marine. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm a space marine, John. That's what I do for a living. Halo! <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, what's the fucking, the, Doom. Bug, the bug movie? The, oh, Super Troopers. Super, not Super Troopers, Starship oh, Star Troopers. Troopers. Super Troopers. <laughs> Starship, Starship Troopers. I'm a space cop. Hey. <laughs> but why? Why does he need this shit? That's not true. We all know that because we already have fucking Solar Warden, John. We already have Solar Warden. Thank God for Ronnie Ray Gun. So many say that what McKinnon was finding during his hacks was actual evidence of Solar Warden. So approximately 1980, people say a secret space fleet, codenamed Solar Warden, has been covertly operating in our skies. Solar Warden is said to be make of U- made up of U.S. aerospace black project contractors, but with some contrib- contributions of parts and systems from Canada, the U.K., Italy, Australia, Russia, and Austria. It is also said that the program is tested and operated from a secret military base, one by the name of Area 51, Nevada, USA. I Thanks, Ronnie Reagan is right. I love it how we pew, can't... Pew, pew. We- <laughs> We can't get all these countries to get our shit together just to feed people. That's a fucking cunning ruse to keep us from seeing the fact that we are in an intergalactic we'll, war, John. We will let millions of people die on this earth. Yeah. Of, of starvation. We got four more. <laughs> so they say hidden within one of the 10 unified <laughs> combatant commands. Of the U.S. military strategic command is a highly classified fleet of aircraft carrier-sized anti-gravity vehicles that operate in outer space. But that is only one of the secret space programs we have. This one actually defends Earth. This is like our prime guys. They stay around Earth and in our actual solar system and just make sure no one fucks with us. No, 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 no. Danger's my middle name. Well, Danger would be the middle name of the next one, John, the Dark Fleet. Operating far beyond the oversight or command of any Earth-based government, the Dark Fleet has built a precarious alliance with Dracos for conquest and defense of their territory. Dracos, as we all know, those good old lizard people. Reptile wins. Reptilians, John. Baby-raping, soul-eating reptilians. Why would we partner with them? Well, Corey Good says whether hiding on their bases in the Oort cloud, hovering overhead in wedge-shaped craft, or fighting in different solar systems, their reach is vast and not to be trifled with, and we better just do what they want us to do, which is be their brunt force workforce. We help them win the war in space as well as trade goods and merchant vessels. I am so done with their labor force. It's all a secret, John. It's all a big secret. Can we just separate Corey Good from the rest of this episode, please? No, because Corey Good is bringing the heat. He's telling us the truth, and you just can't, with your feeble mind, understand it. Apparently. How's this hidden from us? How the hell do they keep this so that we're not just going, hey, look at that. That's a, uh, what's that mile and a half long cigar shaped thing up there? Well, our pal Corey blames a global conspiracy. 
to conceal the secret space programs through a multinational group known as the Global Galactic League of Nations. That's a mouthful. The guise of peace on Earth is maintained through organizations such as NATO and the United Nations. And Corey explains that a similar organization was needed to placate the otherwise Earthbound nations and maintain secrecy for their burgeoning space program. Meaning, NATO and all that is just a front. The shit that we're really doing is in other fucking solar systems. In other galaxies, John, we're fighting wars with reptilians. We have our own fucking politicians and shit that are in other fucking solar systems, other galaxies, doing the duties of Earth all under our noses, behind our back, whatever you want to call it. You are a worthy opponent. It's almost too easy. <laughs> what do you think, John? Is there any shred of this that could be true? Oh, I'm so exhausted. Yeah, well. It's a heavy right, one. Right, Corey, Corey Good's a heavy, heavy hitter. Let me, uh, let me, can, I guess we need to dissect this, right? Let's go Corey Good, McKinnon, and then we'll just go Solar Warden and the rest. All right, so Corey Good, no, he needs to go go away. I, um, I, that or he is, just sits at home like, well, no one believes me. Why doesn't anyone believe me? I always think in the back of my mind, I like playing the what if. Like, what if these people are the real woke sane ones? And they're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to come forward and expose them. And everyone's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> that's true. You, you, there's that, there's that off chance that, that, that Corey Good is 100% telling the truth and the Warrens. Mama don't like tattletales. And the Warrens were 100% telling the truth. <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me money, 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 money. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. What about the Warrens? Keep going, sir. <laughs> uh, um, and, and, uh, and that Mudget is 100% telling the truth. That's n- no, I'm not even going to pretend on that one. No. <laughs> but you will on Corey Good. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So, so let's get Corey Good out of the way. So McKinnon, I I mean M- McKinnon is is an autistic guy that he believed in aliens and he went that believed for him. in aliens and went looking. And he had a specific skill set that he used, which yeah. just so happened to be hacking NASA. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want, but I have a very particular lack of skills. I will never be able to find you. But what I do have is two dollars and a Casio wristwatch. You can have one of them. Dracar Noir. These guys are serious. Lois, Meg's dead. I think that's more <laughs> like it. I don't have a specific set of skills at all. No, I really think he did. He did have a, no, but uh, he, he did, did have, have those sp- skills. He did have a set of skills. I, but I think he just found what he wanted to find and found certain words. That's what, you know, when you go digging for one thing specific, you know, you tend to find that one thing specific. But. And, like, like he might have found words like extraterrestrial. You know what that means? Off world. But what, John? What? That doesn't mean aliens. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I, uh, the, there's probably hundreds of documents from NASA that have the world, the words extraterrestrial. I bet there's millions because, you know, we're working with them. <laughs> 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 All right. Solar Warden, Dark Fleet. And all that. What do you what What do you say on those? Okay, so ultimately, are you asking me if we have? Yeah, 
Yeah. Are we, do we have our own solar warden that protects our do, do solar system? Do we have system? bases on the dark side of the moon that have these huge ships? Mm-hmm. And is the moon populated with other, other alien races that use it as an outpost? Absolutely not. This is all not true. <laughs> you dumb bastard. No, ha, 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 ha. Exactly, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is all bullshit. Uh, it's been a fun episode, but no. Wubba lubba dub dub! <laughs> so, Corey Good, I'm with you. He, he's This guy is just raking every nickel he can out of this story. McKinnon, I like the guy. I think he's honest. I think he really believes what he found is the truth. Um, it, who knows if... <laughs> <laughs> who knows exactly the extent of what he saw face. no i'm just thinking about like you know how to to i don't think he's a liar like i i look at him and i think of like the whole well liar is a strong word well but liar you know he's saying that he saw these 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 pictures that had extraterrestrial vessels and he found these these things like either he did or he didn't and was he so bedazzled that he forgot to hit you know print screen or did he fucking never see him i don't know you know it's one of those things choose your own adventure on him he seems like an upstanding guy he did commit fucking treason again or not i guess not treason but international espionage so uh, well no treason if he shared things that he wasn't allowed to share but you, you say you say extraterrestrial vessels he saw things he didn't understand. Yeah, that which, doesn't mean anything. Which he also said that he had vessel names, USS, I think it was Higginbotham. I'm not that sure. Like two of them that don't exist. I'm just saying. It doesn't it, mean, just because he saw things he didn't understand doesn't mean anything. No, you're right. But it doesn't mean that they're not there either. And they could have been private subs or anything like that. Right. Who knows? I'm just saying, I don't think he's lying. I'm just saying it might not have been what he thought it was. Right. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but could it have been? Who knows? Do we have Solar Warden? I don't believe so. Are are we in some intergalactic uh, uh, secret, you know, jam band? I'd love to think so, but I find it hard to believe that we wouldn't have accidentally disclosed that somehow because we're not the best at keeping secrets. I don't know. That's my thoughts. That's John thoughts. What do you guys think? Hysteria Nation? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been hacking NASA for a while now, and about 94% of the story is true. They just don't go by Solar Warden anymore. Test groups found the name too kitschy. <laughs> so, 94, almost all that is true. Oh, and we double-crossed the Dracos, and now we run shit. Well, that I believe. I could get behind that a little bit. Would you like to ride the bone train? <laughs> I, I, I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's about what I would expect out of you. What say you, Hysteria Nation? Hop on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts on this. So do you believe in Solar Warden? Do you believe that the Dracos are, are pulling our strings? Do you think Corey Good's pulling our leg? What do you think? Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. You can find all of our newest episodes on there. Go on Twitter at Hysteria51pod. And don't forget to hop on iTunes if you got it. Give us some five-star reviews. In fact... John, I think we got some new ones. You want to read a couple? I would love to. Yeah, that sounds that sounds lovely. We have some awesome new five star reviews. First from uh, Dan Gorshan, also a, a participant in Hysteria Nation. Hysteria Fifty One is great between Brent and John's sci fi and true crime banter and conspiracy bots. Hilarious one liners. I don't know if they're hilarious. <laughs> this show is a riot. 
Highly recommended. These guys really do appreciate their fans, so a review is the least I can do. That's really good. That's awesome. Five stars. Tommy41792. I listen to your podcast at work. Great topics. Very entertaining. Conspiracy Bot is awesome. Now I need a new job. Uh, uh, <laughs> five stars. Couldn't stop listening. Uh, a Dukin. Bro. Adukin! No shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Found this podcast a week and a half ago and binged all the episodes. Wow. I don't even know if I could do that. <laughs> no regrets! Exclamation points. <laughs> well, Adukin, bro, we love you. I hope we're pronouncing it because if that is, that's awesome. Adukin! <laughs> yeah. Last one. Uh, uh, works XXL five stars. Fun exclamation point. Always a blast every week. That's awesome. You know, you guys, that's not the only way you can leave us reviews or let us know what's going on. If you go to hysteria51.com, we actually have a contact page and we get a lot of those. And John and I were talking about we've never read any of those on the air. So I'm going to read one. We got one uh, just this week from Jason Taylor. Hi, guys. Jason from Kansas here. I just started listening to your show last week, and I'm up to episode 21, Dahmer. I'm fully aware how weird this will sound, but you guys pronounce Taco Bell the correct way. This makes me happy. If you don't know what I'm referring to, just go listen to almost any episode of the Project Archivist from the past few years. <laughs> so I'm glad that we pronounce it right and they're wrong. What the fuck do they say? I don't know. I'm going to have to check it out. I listen to their show. I've never noticed it. And and, and by the way, if you just said it wrong. I know. I know. <laughs> are, you like, are you like self-conscious right now? <laughs> he goes on to say, speaking of Roj and Lobo, they are the reason I started listening to your show, which is awesome, by the way. Oh. Keep up the good work. I love all the humor and jokes. The topics are great. And so are your guests. Also, do you guys like Psycho Stick? Take it easy. Psycho Stick's a band. Take it easy. Pretty cool. That's a lot of fun. So leave us a, a review. Go on. Send us a message. We're going to start reading some of those on there. If you don't want to type, there's an easy way to leave us one of those messages. Voicemail. Voicemails. 773-669-7277. 773-669-7277. And it's just going to feel right when you're leaving those or typing those wearing a Hysteria 51 t-shirt. tpublic.com. Look up Hysteria 51. As we said, find all of this on Hysteria51.com. Get homework. Tell a friend this week. Make sure they find the show. We love having new people on, especially Hysteria Nation, where we can talk to them. We can learn about them. A lot of interesting exchanges on there. So with that said, I've been Brent. Lick, lick, lick my balls. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.